morning bucknutters welcome to the bucknuts morning five here on monday february 1st 2021 i am dave biddle i am joined by the dean of ohio state football recruiting bill Curlick. bill is going to answer questions from subscribers who posted questions for bill on the front row message board a lot of great questions to get to let's start right at the top dean this is from young snuggle 032 I love, I love some of our names of some of our guys out there. Young Snuggle 032 says, Bill, any update on Henry 2020? What chance do you give the Buckeyes to land him in the portal? And he says, are he and Rajon Davis both takes, or will the Buckeyes have to choose one and turn the other away? Well, uh, with Henry, that's an interesting situation. Um, you know, there was, there's been all kinds of different rumors going around, speculation, and and basically, he's gone pretty quiet, real almost dead silent on everything recently. So I don't think anybody has a real great feeling on where he's going right now. Certainly, Ohio State. Um, you know, everybody is it would, would pretty much like to have this kid. He's a he's a proven, you know, SEC caliber, uh, top of the SEC caliber type linebacker you know uh he, he's that type of talent so um yeah you know a lot of schools have been mentioned uh alabama has been mentioned even going back to tennessee was mentioned for a while ohio state has been mentioned you know uh my feeling right now is that if i had to pick the field versus ohio state i would pick the field but again you know he's kind of almost totally silent on it everything so i don't know of anyone that i've talked to i've talked to a number of people on this that really has a definitive answer as to where he's going and he didn't ask specifically about where rajon davis is going to end up he just asked you if there's going to be room for both of them touch on that where there'd be if the buckeyes got lucky enough where they could get both 2020 and rajon davis would there be room to take both of them and what are you hearing about rajon davis i know other we have other questioners that uh, are going to ask you about that, but we'll just get to that right now. What are you hearing about Rajon Davis? Well, those two are so talented, um, Henry and, and Davis. It's hard for me to imagine uh, turning either one of those guys away, especially when in the case of Henry, you know, the, the, the feeling is he's only going to be at whatever school he picks for one season, and then he'll head off to the NFL. So, uh, and right now, nobody knows exactly what the scholarship numbers are going to be for next season. Um, you know, the NCAA hasn't come out and, and made any uh, definite announcement on that at all, like, like a number of other things for that matter. Um, now, as far as Rajon Davis, um, you know, I have felt going into his visit to Ohio State that he would likely end up at USC, but I didn't have a strong enough feeling on that to make a crystal ball pick for him to USC because I knew he still wanted to visit Ohio State. Back around the time of the Ohio State-Michigan game, it wasn't really put out there much, but, but I did write that he wanted to visit Ohio State for that Ohio State-Michigan game. Uh, and kind of see the atmosphere in Columbus and around campus and, and all that type of thing. Of course, he could make an official visit, but he, he wanted to do 
um, you know, the visit thing where you can at least get a feel for the city uh, and get on campus on your own and all that type of thing. Uh, that visit didn't happen because, as we know, the Ohio State-Michigan game was canceled. But because of that, uh, you know, I didn't feel comfortable enough to put it a pick to USC for him. Um, I still don't, for that matter. You know, I, I, it's really right now somewhat of a mystery of what he's going to do. You know, is he going to – stay close to home and go to USC, or is he going to uh, come to Ohio State? What has made things very interesting and hard to say is that he did make the visit to Ohio State recently with his parents, and it did go very well. To me, it really comes down, and I'm not sure that he has made a final decision on uh, on things, even though he is going to announce at 11.30 Eastern time on Wednesday where he's going. I, I think he's still thinking through things. Uh, does he want to stay close to home and, and go to USC? And that's where a lot of uh, the guys from his school end up going. Or does he want to go where arguably, you know, you've got the top program or one of the top two or three programs in the country with tremendous development, a tremendous track record from this staff of developing guys for the NFL? Does he want to go to that direction? And right now, Dave, I don't know which way he's going to go well enough to put a crystal wall pick in just yet. I love that we have drama on signing day. It feels like old school signing day, even though really early signing day has now taken all you know, most of the luster off of what's now late signing day. It feels like old signing day, big time prospect, about a 50-50 chance. Insiders don't know where he's going to go. You know, either school, you know, might have reason to feel good. Uh, both schools could be worried for also <laughs> the same reason that he could go to the opponent. But uh, I love that we have some signing day drama this Wednesday, two days away. All right, next question. This comes from Fox R, 2001. Bill, who is our must-get recruit for 2022? And what position group is our biggest need for 2022? Well, Quinn Ewers, the, the one they already have. Uh, well, he, he means he means other than the, the guys they've landed. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of joking on that. But <laughs> you know, he's the guy that uh, when you're the number one prospect in the country, and um, you know the the uh, you play the position that's most important on the field. You know, that's the guy. And and going back to that, Dave, my gosh, what a great job that. Um, uh, Corey Dennis did on that recruitment. And that was Corey Dennis uh, leading the charge on that. You know, he, that was <laughs> just a spectacular job, spectacular get for Corey Dennis, Ryan Day, and the whole staff. So you, you don't get any better uh, than that. And by the way, before, you know, there'd been speculation about uh, the coaching change at Texas and all, you know, I, I continue to think Quinn Ewers will sign with Ohio State, he's committed, and, and I think that, uh, that that he will sign with the Buckeyes. Now, as far as the remaining uh, must get, the uncommitted must get type guys, and I'm going to put one out that maybe not a lot of people are, are, are going to think of right off the top of their head, but I am going to go along with the position of need. I think the biggest position of need right now would be offensive line and elite talent on the offensive line. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Keontae Goodwin, the offensive tackle from Indiana. He is a tremendous prospect. He's not the, you know, he's not the top five or 10 prospect over in the country right now, but Ohio State really, really likes this guy. And, and so do a lot of other schools. He's a tremendous talent. He's the kind of a guy that can be an impact 
offensive tackle in Ohio State is going to be losing some people. You know, Thayer Mumford came back, but he's only going to be here next season in Columbus. After that, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, you know, he's going to be soon headed off to the NFL. You know, Paris Johnson is going to be a great player for Ohio State, but offensive tackle is important, and a good one is a guy that Ohio State has a very, very realistic chance at landing, and I'll go with him as, as a musket guy. I like it. All right, next question. I'm going to paraphrase this one. This is from Anon522-0803. First of all, he sings your praises, so appreciate that. Uh, basically, he wants to know, you know, with Larry Johnson being so great and being so well-respected, why are five-star defensive linemen not beating down the door to play for Larry Johnson? Well, I think uh, it's a cyclical thing, you know, that um, – uh, you know, it's not e- easy to every single year um, <clears throat> land five-star after five-star. That's not an easy thing to do because the, the room, so to speak, gets filled up. And Ohio State has had a, a strong defensive line room. Now, ha- having said that, you know, Larry Johnson certainly has landed his share of great defensive linemen. And then he also has landed some guys that he has turned into great defensive linemen. You know, uh, Zach Harrison, for instance, when you talk about landing great defensive linemen, you know, he was the five-star guy, a a top five guy nationally. And at one point he was uh, looking like he would go to Michigan at one point, Penn State, and Larry Johnson landed him. Um, uh, Jack Sawyer. You know, he was the the number one guy um, that Ohio State had to get for the 2021 class, and Larry Johnson got him. So I, I think the track record is there, and I think when you when you look at the 2022 class, you know that that's uh, that's a place that Larry Johnson I think is going to recruit pretty well when all is said and done on the defensive line. Okay, next question comes from. Geo Ditt. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's been a longtime member. G-E-O-D-I-T-T. Bill, do you feel as if Jair Brown will decommit? Jair Brown, he's been a bit shaky of late, says Geo Ditt. No, I, I really think that in the end, that Jair Brown will stay with Ohio State. And again, I know what Geo Ditt is saying. You know, there have been rumors and things and all, but yeah, you know, I, I think that in the end, he will be a Buckeye. You know, if I had a worry meter, I would not have the worry meter. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be something that would keep me up at night uh, in regards to Jair Brown. Next question from Euclid Buck 004. Bill, tell us what you think of Matt Barnes, the recruiter, and how he relates to recruits. I think Matt Barnes is, is, is a developing recruiter, so to speak. I don't think that was one of his main, I guess you'd say, points of emphasis initially at Ohio State. You know, certainly every Ohio State coach is going to recruit and going to be expected to recruit. But, you know, uh, some uh, are given, you know, I guess you'd say higher priority territories and and, and along those lines. Uh, I think initially Matt Barnes, you know, that wasn't necessarily uh, something that was at the very top of for him but I think now you know I think you're going to see his uh, reach extended and and I think he'll do a good job Um, you know there's the number of kids that have mentioned um, you know they're very impressed with the way that Matt Barnes is recruiting them they've mentioned that to me and, and I think he's going to do a good job for Ohio State 
Next question is from P-A-Y-T-E-S-38. I'm done trying to pronounce names. I, I, I hate when I mispronounce names. P-A-Y-T-E-S-38. Hey, Bill, I hope you're enjoying the new grandbaby. Congrats on that, by the way, my friend. I've congratulated you privately, but that's awesome that you're now a grandparent for the second time and your first grandson, so congratulations to you on that. Um, back to P-A-Y-T-E-S-38's question. What are the chances we get Tui Moloau and Davis? We've already talked about Davis, so just focus on uh, JTT, if you would, Bill. What are the chances the Buckeyes get JTT? Going back real quick, uh, the, 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 the grandson is now about a week and a half old uh, in doing well. Went over this past weekend and saw him. Um, my son and his wife live only 12 minutes away, so that makes it even better uh, to have a grandson that is only 12 minutes away. So that is awesome. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, but as far as JT Tuimoloao, um, you know, I, I have said for some time that I don't think and I haven't thought uh, that we're going to have a decision on National Signing Day or really anytime soon thereafter. And that's that's what has happened. Um, JT uh, is not going to announce his decision on Wednesday. He's going to play things out. He really would like to make visits. And, and, and right now he's not able to make visits. I, I have to say that I'm not particularly confident that come April 15th, that when the dead period is extended to right now, that it's going to be lifted. Maybe it'd be five period. I don't know. But, but in any event, I'm not overly confident that he's, uh, that, that uh, things are going to change a lot at that point. He may have to uh, make a decision um, without ever taking an official visit. That's quite, quite possible. Um, but I do think that there's a chance he can at least get out to Ohio state and do what is happening now in, in other cases, get on campus, uh, you know, check things out and, and, and see, you know, what Ohio state is like, is like, he's never been to Ohio state. You, you know, Dave, when a, a good time would be, would be around the time of the spring game, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing that he is not visiting Ohio state right now. Look outside. I don't know about at your place, but at my place, it's snowing, and we got about five inches of snow uh, on the ground as is. So that's not necessarily a great time for JT to visit Ohio State. But uh, he's been going to wait things out, and maybe he gets to Ohio State around the time of the spring game, for instance. It's going to be very, very likely a whole lot nicer here in Columbus at that point. And if he gets to Ohio State and visits – I really feel good about the Buckeyes' chances. I tend to think they're going to land. I've had an electric crystal ball to him for Ohio State for a long time. Larry Johnson is uh, the Buckeyes' big card there. Uh, he is very impressed with Larry Johnson, uh, likes what Larry Johnson can do for him, uh, knows Larry Johnson's track record of development, and that is very much in Ohio State's favor. But we're going to have to wait things out. He does want to visit Alabama. He has been there, but and they're in the running. Uh, so, so we'll see what happens. Yes, over here in the beautiful city of Hilliard, which very few people know is named after Justin Hilliard. Uh, very, very <laughs> snowy as well. Yeah, about, yeah. It, it's I think I think it was a record for Columbus just for the day, not not total snowfall period, but you know for the specific day, January thirty first. I think it was the most snowfall we've ever had uh, in the Columbus area. I think I heard that on the news this morning. I'm gonna skip ahead because this guy has a question about JTT as well. 
Borky wants to know how long it'll drag out for. I think we're looking um, till, unless something changes right now, we're looking till at least sometime in April. Um, that is what his, his, um, his dad has directly told that to Brandon Huffman, who is our great guy on the West Coast and, and knows uh, the kids in Washington better than anyone. Um, uh, right now, it's going to drag out to at least April. And I will say that, uh, um, you know, we, when he does make that announcement and his decision, I'm talking about JT Tupimoloao, um, you know, you can expect one site in particular to have quotes on why he picked that school right away, and that will be uh, Buck Nuts in 247 Sports, uh, thanks to uh, Brandon Huffman, who, again, is as good as it gets when it comes to kids in Washington. It's one of the great benefits that we have. This sounds like I'm, I'm going to be a company man here for a second. That's, that's fine. I'm just speaking the truth, though. It's, it's one of the great advantages that we have is the network that we have, like, um, just our staff at Bucknuts, I feel, is, is fantastic. And then if you need to reach out to somebody on the West Coast, that's an insider. We have that. If you want to have a, you know, the National Director of Recruiting, Steve Wilfong, we have that. We have guys all over the country and gals um, you know, that we can tap for information and share information. And it's great for our subscribers. And, uh, yeah, Brandon does a great job. All right, next question. If you don't mind, I'm going to tackle this question first. I'm going to see if you agree or disagree. This is from Cavs Fan. 89 one of our moderators here on Bucknuts Cavs fan 89 has been a moderator since he was like 15 years old I think I'm not even joking he might have been 14 all right over under 0.5 transfers to Ohio State this offseason that will be on scholarship okay I think for sure it's over here's why the transfer portal is going to be even more robust than ever this offseason with the new rule, you can just transfer. You don't have to uh, appeal to set out a year. You know, you don't have to be, have graduated. It's going to be crazy. And even before that, Ryan Day has shown he leaves no stone unturned, as you know, Bill. Uh, and and he, he's done a really good job of it. You know, Gunnar Hoke was, you know, really just depth. But the other three that he's landed, I mean, he knocked them out of the park. Justin Fields, Jonah Jackson, who, if people don't know, Jonah Jackson, third-round pick, started every game as a rookie for the Lions this year. And then, of course, Trey Sermon. I don't see any way in this world, Bill, with the current landscape of college football being how it is, and the Buckeyes needing to fill a couple holes, in my opinion, I think they'll get at least one in the portal. I would bet heavy on it. What do you think? I tend to agree, and I agree with everything you said as far as Ryan Day, um, you know, you uh, doing a great job with that. Um, um you know, I mentioned this in my column on Sunday night. Uh, it's going to be moving forward almost like the wild, wild west, as, as one recruiter told me, because so many kids in the class of 2021, uh, well, none of them made official visits, and some of them didn't even make an unofficial visit. They never saw uh, the school that they picked before they actually committed. And that's going to cause, you know, uh, it can cause uh, kids, you know, to, to wonder a little bit when, when they uh, actually get to their school and all. Now, I, I'll, I'll say this. You know, I've talked to uh, some people at the kids that are at Ohio State right now, the early enrollee freshmen, and, and they are loving it. You know, it's, it's, it's been fantastic. Um, and it'll be interesting, though, today, you know, the, the activity, football activity starts at Ohio State. I mentioned this in my column last night how um, I've had uh, freshman 
tell me, you know, it, it's a whole new world when they get to Ohio State. Um, you know, it's a whole new level. And I've had them tell me that just going through all of the stretching that uh, Mick Marotti puts them through and teaches them and all, they're exhausted after just stretching. So it's... <laughs> It's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a new world for them. No matter how good you are in high school, Ohio State is a new level. That's the thing, and that, that's why Coach Mick is the best uh, in the world at what he does. These guys, it's not like they're coming in out of shape. They're not coming in ready to play at Ohio State shape. But these are, are young athletes that are in great shape coming into Ohio State. And Coach Mick, that's a great story. Just stretching. They're worn out. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, next question comes from Karzai. Bill, just going back to Urban's tenure, continuing now with Ryan Day, have you ever heard of a situation where the staff has, quote-unquote, ran off someone on scholarship to clear room for a must-take recruit? He's referencing he thinks that happened at LSU a while back. I'm sure that happens, but do you recall a specific time when that happened at Ohio State? No, not at all since since Ryan Day and, and uh, has been at Ohio State. And, and I, you know, um, coaches, you know, they'll talk to kids too about things. And, you know, they'll tell them, um, you know, this is your, these are your chances. Uh, this is how things look. And you make that decision. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes, you know, players just, aren't able to play you know you find out when you get to a school you aren't able to play there and you want to play and it's good to have that discussion to, to let someone know hey you know it's going to be an uphill battle for you and maybe if you really want to play that you're going to need to take a look um, at a different level next question comes from g buck he wants to know what happened with tonmise adelaide he said there was some stuff maybe behind the scenes is Anything you can reveal regarding that, Dean? Basically, um, you know, he as he looked at things, he looked at the depth chart and continued to at Ohio State and continued to be recruited by other schools. He felt like um, you know his chances were better uh, going elsewhere. Um, you know, again, we've talked about Larry Johnson and the talent he's brought into Ohio State. Um, you know. There, there are a lot of great players at Ohio State, and some schools convinced him that, hey, um, you know, or talked to him about that, you know, if you go to Ohio State, you may be sitting for a little while. And, and not all kids want to take, you know, necessarily uh, time to be developed and sit for a while. They want to play right away. And in the case of Tavisi, you know, he would continue to be recruited by other schools. Uh, they told him that in all likelihood it was going to be tough to get on the field at Ohio State quickly, and he started taking a look around, and he decided to go elsewhere. Two more questions to get to. Next question is from Peebles Buck. We've already covered a lot of the recruiting questions he asked, so we'll get to the question about the current team. Um, how many current players for the Buckeyes would you anticipate entering the transfer portal this offseason? So he's not asking for specific names. So I, I imagine the Buckeyes are going to lose some. What What do you think, Bill? How many players do you think they might lose to the portal? Oh, that's hard to say. I, you know, I haven't really broken down the roster, but moving forward as to who may get to play, who may not get to play, and so on. Um, 
just because right now I'm so busy on 2021, finishing up that recruiting class and, and moving ahead on 2022 and, and even to 2023. That's my focus right now. But, uh, you know, I think you're right. You know, you, in this day and age, you can't expect cannot expect everyone to stay again, you know, uh, more great players are going to come into the program every year. And, and some guys just aren't going to work out. It's that way at every school, nobody hits on everybody. Some kids don't work out. Uh, so I think, you know, you're looking at at least a couple that'll enter the transfer portal and, you know, we'll go from there, but I think it'll be at least a couple. I agree with you. I'd put the over under at two and a half and, Maybe I would take the over on that. Uh, maybe I should put the over under at three. Um, so I think it's going to be right around there. Uh, all right, last question. This is from Ryan D1211. Ryan D1211. Hello, Bill. Are you hearing anything on who the potential candidates are to replace Greg Madison? You know, I, I put something about this in my column uh, last night. Um, you know, I don't have specific names, at least that uh, – uh, you know, I would want to just throw out, but I don't think that's fair unless you have a really, really good feel for for who the, the, the person's going to be. But I do think that it'll be someone, as I said last night, uh, uh, with a lot of def- a lot of experience on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, I, I tend to think it will be an older uh, coach again with a you know that that is very knowledgeable and in depth. Uh, just for the, you know, the overall defensive side of the ball. And, and I think that's the direction, you know, I know there's been some speculation that, um, uh, that, that'll go internal on the staff and, you know, I'm not saying that can't happen and won't happen, uh, but my gut feeling right now is that it will go a different direction. Yeah. I've heard, you know, just to, um, to address the elephant in the room, there, there's been, a lot of discussion that he's going to promote from within and promote Matt Barnes, um, not necessarily to co-defensive coordinator, but give Matt Barnes a bigger role with the defense and take special teams off the plate for Matt Barnes. So theoretically, Matt Barnes would then be just in charge of the secondary. And then Kerry Combs could just be in charge of the defense. Wouldn't have to worry about, even though Kerry would still work with the DBs, of course. Um, And then Parker Fleming would get promoted from quality control coach two special teams coach, but I'm also hearing they're going to bring in a veteran coach as, as defensive analyst, if they would do that. Um, what, if that scenario happens, what, what do you, what would you think? Well, uh, I think I can absolutely see Matt Barnes um, getting an expanded role. I can absolutely see that happening. And, and again, I think that, uh, um, that someone uh, with a great knowledge of defense, an older coach would be brought in then. Um, and also, uh, getting back to that, I don't necessarily think that that would mean that Matt Barnes would necessarily be taking taken off of being the special teams coach. You know, I think that's still possible. I, I do think, though, that uh, you know, my feeling would be that um, he will get an expanded role. And again, I, I tend to think, and again, I might be wrong about this, but this is how I feel as things stand right now. I, I think Ryan Day will, will bring in an, an older uh, coach with a lot of experience on the defensive side or a lot of knowledge on the defensive side of the ball. That's what I was hoping would happen all along. Um, and if it's an, as an analyst, as a consultant, that's fine. If it's as a full-time 
coach, that's fine. Just, you know, bring in somebody that, you know, has deep knowledge of, uh, of calling a defense and, and scheming up a defense and uh, everything that goes along with coaching up a defense. Sign me up for that. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. We could learn uh, as soon as today. We're going to meet with Coach Day on Wednesday um, on uh, signing day. So we'll talk recruiting. We'll talk coaching changes and all that with Coach Day on Wednesday. And, Bill, before we end and, the show – Oh, go ahead. Dave, go ahead. I might, I might add to that. You know, I, I, um, I have the – utmost respect and I think he is a fantastic coach and I'm, I'm speaking of Kerry Combs you know he is a great football coach and um, you know I have the utmost respect for his work and you know needless to say you know my thing is recruiting so it would be hard for me to have any more respect for anybody uh, than Kerry Combs as a recruiter. He's one of the very, very best in the business at recruiting, and he also is a great football coach. They might have the two best in the country, right, with Kerry Combs and Brian Hartline um, in whatever order. Hartline might have, uh, you know, the pole position on that right now. These guys are just absolute gems. And they've got, as you know, better than anybody, they've got great recruiters up and down that staff. But those are the two, I think, uh, at the top of the list. Um all right, let's switch gears here. If you don't like Ohio State basketball, uh, good talking to you. You guys can just uh, turn off the show now. Bill and I are going to talk some Ohio State basketball. The beat goes on for for Chris Holtman. I almost said Thad Mata. For Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes, they beat Michigan State yesterday. They're now 8-4 and four in the Big Ten, the brutal Big Ten. They finished January 6-2, and two, month of January 6-2 and two in the brutal Big Ten, 14-4 overall. When the rankings come out later today, I bet they're going to be 10th. They were 13th. I'm loving this team and just they're peaking at the right time. They're so deep. I don't remember an Ohio State team this deep, Bill. They're well coached, as you illustrated on the site when you, you're a former basketball coach yourself. Uh, they're tough. There's just some tough hombres in there. I really love this basketball team. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, uh, they're playing a lot of guys now, too. I mean, you talk about yeah. depth, Dave, and I think they're playing, generally speaking, 10, 11 guys now. Um, uh, is it? I've been really impressed with the additions to the program. You know, the guys that uh, Chris Holtman has brought in have really uh, been good. I mean, you look at Justice Suing. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, Key. It's just been a great addition to the program. Michi Johnson's contributed. Um, you know, uh, Seth Towns. You know, excuse me? Seth Towns. At Towns, yeah, I was going to get to him. You know, I, I really am impressed with the guys and how they have fit into the program. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, we talk about developing the highest, the highest state football program, and that is, you know, at a spectacular level. Well, there's been some real development with the basketball program, too. Um, Lydell, you know, he's not the same player as he was last year. Um, you know, back in the day, I was – coaching and all you may remember this this guy uh remember jim smith that played for ohio state uh, back in the eldon miller days i believe it was um there used to be the joke uh jim don't shoot the ball unless you can touch the rim with the other hand <laughs> um well you know lydell was not to that level last year but his his range has really improved if he's in the mid-range uh jumper area now 
Yeah, I think the ball's going in. And he's starting to get to where he can shoot threes, too. Not quite as confident there with him as I'd like to be, but he's getting there. His development has been been just outstanding. Kyle Young, you know, I think is, is really uh, – he does the little things for the program. Um, so, so I think overall, you know, I've been very impressed with Ohio State. Uh, I think as Steve Hellwagon uh, posted on the front row message board yesterday, you know, they might be looking at a top ten. Uh, ranking uh, this week. It's not out of the question. Yeah, I think they, they will jump into the top 10. That's only three spots up, and you beat Penn State, who's on the rise, um, and then you beat Michigan State, who's the opposite of on the rise, but still they have a lot of respect around the country, um, and you handle them with ease like the Buckeyes did. Yeah, I think they're going to jump into the top 10 when the rankings come out later today. Great stuff from the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting he is Bill Curley. Thank you very much, Bill. And thank you to all listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate it. Have a great day, Bucknutters. Nutters.